Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. We're also on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters. And you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. CBCU. It is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And as always, I've got my gracious co-host, the president and CEO of Snark Industries, the invisible, invincible, not full of indigestion, Ignacio. How are you doing, sir? This city needs me. Hey, man, how's it going? It's, it's not your city anymore. <laughs> Is that, yeah, is this that is, I, you okay. know what, that's a tribute to Daredevil, which we're going to talk about on this episode. Um, I'm glad to see that this city, even even with King Kingpin gone, this city is still very much part of the show. Because we get it three times in a, what, two-minute trailer? Yeah, they love talking about the city, man. And you know what, They though, should just move. Funny thing, like, they sh- they should there's move. other what cities th- out there, man. What? what Why is Matt Murdock like so obsessed with fucking fixing Hell's Kitchen? Just move, dude. That what if you sucks. moved to the suburbs? What if you moved to the suburbs? Would it be like the suburbs need me? I can't even. I, can't even. I don't know. This quickie mart. I, I honestly think he just needs to move. Right. This shopping, this shopping center with the coals, and the Genghis Khan Mediterranean Grill needs me. <laughs> He's so attached to his city. Like I don't. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, if it gets that shitty, just go. Yeah, people moved out of Baltimore. Yeah, you know, Hell's just... Kitchen's not even that big. If it's if that if the corruption just like stays within the walls of Hell's Kitchen, then fine, let it let it be, let it be like Amsterdam from The Wire, and just go do yeah. something else. Just do something. Just just break the wrist and walk away. You know, there's a there's an online like meme or whatever, and it says like Guardians of the Galaxy saving saving the universe, the Avengers avenging our world. <laughs> Daredevil micromanaging the shit out of ten blocks in New York, like <laughs> it's so know, true. But it's also kind of what makes Daredevil cool because it's different. Nah, he's a street level dude. Yeah. So obviously we we've jumped right into Daredevil. We've got a ton of stuff we're covering this week. Is that where, do you want to stick with Dare? Do you want to stick uh, with Daredevil? Do we dare? Do we dare to stick with Daredevil? Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. And Why stick not? With it. We're already on a roll. The one thing I did want to say is that when you said, like, this city needs me, and I knew what you were talking about, but even in that voice, without context, could totally have been Batman. Oh, you thought, yeah. have been talking about Gotham. Like, That's true. And that just, that just goes to show you, like, how similar a lot of these superheroes and all of the, the different brands, whether it's DC or Image or Marvel, there's a lot of crossover. Oh, totally. And, and Daredevil okay. is and definitely going for a Batman vibe. And that's yeah, probably one of the definitely. reasons it's good. I mean, it's... Yeah, the Batman no, movies great. that Christopher Nolan made were some of the most successful and, and better 
well, I shouldn't say like necessarily money making, but like at least you know uh, critically acclaimed, I guess superhero movies. Definitely um, the second one for sure. Yeah. And so to to try to follow that, I think it's kind of smart, especially because that is part of the Marvel universe. It doesn't really exist with the Avengers and um, you know all the, so all the Avengers re- individual movies and Spider Man. Right. Here's a really funny little, like, connective line. So there's Batman, and Daredevil is, like, kind of a little bit Marvel's take on Batman in a way. But then you've got Green Arrow, which they've they've sort of, at this point, have morphed into a take on Daredevil. <laughs> so it's just circular. It's well, Green just... Arrow is Batman, too, right? I mean, he is yeah. Batman with a bow and arrow. But he's, but he's more Daredevil-y than he is Batman at this point. And especially in the TV show. It's just, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so over the last couple of weeks, uh, we're ramping up to the Daredevil Season 2 premiere. March 18th, and, I believe. Yeah. So just like not even two weeks from now. And actually, I, I mean, exactly two weeks from now. <laughs> well, oh, it is. yeah, you're right. It is exactly not from the day that people will be listening to this, but at least from the day that we're recording it. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, correct. And. If Spider-Man shoots webs out of his hands, how come the web doesn't get stuck to his gloves? <laughs> what is that supposed to be? Is that, are you imitating me? Yeah. Hmm. You just you nerded me out on the day of the... It's That's fun. a good question, though. Why doesn't the web get stuck to his gloves? Comic conundrum. Uh, so, yeah, Daredevil's coming out. It's a week before Batman vs. Superman comes out, which is great. That's awesome. I'm glad they're not coming on the same weekend. Uh... That way you could just really take in Daredevil, have some time to really digest it. You really want to but take in Daredevil? I really want to. <laughs> yeah, man. That belly club might be a problem. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. what. That's, I'm not, not judging. I just, just want to make sure that's. I mean, we're clear here. Just might have my own Hell's Kitchen, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but it's coming out. It's coming out in two weeks. We're ramping up to it. We're ramping up to BVS. Uh, we'll, we'll talk on BVS a little bit later. Uh, but I think the best way to immerse the CBCU into what we're doing this week for Daredevil is why don't we go ahead and play the two trailers that have been released in the last two weeks. Yeah. And then also want to talk about what kind of the strategy they did behind these trailers. And they're amazing. We'll do we'll just do one and then you can play talk both. about it. And then the second one. Or do you want to do both? Let's do both. Let's do both. All right, here's, here's number one. There's no connection. We never 
never stop to think that Daredevil's actions could open the door for men like this. How much longer before innocent people start getting caught as crossfire? Blood is being shed. And you've donated more than your fair share. The city needs him. I need to take care of the scum that killed my family. People don't have to die. You hit them and they get back up. I hit them and they stay down. Why are you doing this? Because I think you're a half measure. I think you're a man who can't finish the job. I think that you're a coward. There's a little post-credit sequence there, but there's no point in playing it because it's basically the next trailer. Um, so, what do you think, dude? Should we just you want to just keep the, play the next one? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's uh, this, them some fighting words from Punisher, by the way. In, in case you guys haven't seen the trailer, that was Punisher uh, for quite a bit of it. Pretty dark, but uh, let's go ahead and play um, part two. Yeah, we'll, we'll recrap everything after this. We're gonna recrap it in a second. Would you believe it if I said I missed you? Wow! 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 Dude, do you wanna do you wanna go ahead and recrap it, or? Yeah, let's recrap that. Uh, well, you know, so a lot of things are going on, but I think the first thing I want to talk about is that, you know, you said that there's a little like tag at the end of that first trailer, and it's you see Electra. Yeah. You know, I love how they split both of these trailers into two kind of separate character focus focuses. Yeah. 
focusing one on the Punisher and the other one on Elektra. With the little tease. And it's essentially like what comic book movies do with the post-credit sequence, right? Yeah, like with Nick Fury. It's It was brilliantly yeah. done, I think, and it really made me anticipate that next trailer. Uh, and then once seeing the Elektra trailer, it's the other thing is that, you know, it's a good thing this is a TV show because it's it already seems like just from these little tastes, little tidbits, that we're get there's a lot going on. And there's going to be a lot of action and a lot of just stuff going on in season two. I almost feel like like it's almost like twice the amount of action is the first season of Daredevil uh, of Daredevil. Oh, well, we'll see, right? I mean, because they, they could have they could have just taken most of the action scenes and put them all in the trailer, and and over the course of what twelve episodes, it's yeah, might not be that much. But you would think this is going to be a very action heavy season when you're introducing two big characters, Elektra and Punisher, and you have the Hand, which is a big, and Yakuza, two big organizations. Um, yeah, there's going to be and, there's going to be some and Stick. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be... Got, you got hands, you got sticks. You got sticks and hands. And you <laughs> got... You've got foggy. <laughs> got good old fogs. By the way, this is something you and I talked about off air, but there's a there's some character that looks like he or she, but it looks like it might be a dude, uh, that is at the center of the hand and all of that. Yeah. And there's like a like kind of a, a hood reveal that you can't really see because, again... At least for that episode in that scene, they didn't pay the lighting budget again. Super dark. <laughs> I know. Can't see anything. It's a little bit better lit, though, than the first season. I'll give them that. A little bit. Overall, yes. But what I said to you off the air is, what are the odds that that reveal for whoever's in charge of the hand is good old Fogs, <laughs> Foggy Nelson, man. I'm putting it on, on record right now on this podcast. Foggy Nelson is secretly at the center of the hand i tell you what i'm gonna be watching that i'm gonna be uh, doing a marathon with my friends if that happens i'm gonna i'm gonna throw the buffalo chicken calzone that i got in my mouth just right at the tv uh yeah i don't think i can handle that what if just, the what if the reveal is that his face is just a giant hand <laughs> yeah that would be badass what if like, at they just the went end, literal <laughs> what if at the end of season two as they is uh, let's just say Daredevils and Elektra are, are finishing up the hand. <laughs> Off in the distance, the foot from Ninja Turtles show up. Oh shit! And that's shit. how the season crossover. Ends. What up? How you got hands? You got feet? You got hands, feet, and sticks. And sticks and Daredevils. Oof. Anyway, excited. I, dude, I'm All so right, excited man. for the season. Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, I got. I think they did fix some of the problems with the costume, which I think is welcome. The helmet looks a little bit better, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more streamlined. Um, there's going to be some sex scenes. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, just going to go. <laughs> Number two. Right the up. second thing you brought up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. You got, um, I think you got the, the interesting storyline. I mean, this has been done before, but still, it's always kind of interesting of like one character. Punisher, you know, coming with you know ha having this kind of perspective of you got to kill the bad guys right like there's no yeah there's no rehabilitation here it's just you take them out and daredevil is kind of coming grappling with that and you know wondering if he should not do that and instead try to try to save people uh that'll be an interesting dynamic um seeing them fight each other um punisher looks great looks really menacing dark yeah yep like geez i mean just joe is it Joe Berndall? Berndall? Is it Joe? John. 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 Um, I mean, just he's got he's got the crazy eyes, dude. 
I'm love. I'm, oh, I'm definitely, it. <laughs> definitely has the crazy eyes. Uh, this city gets, I think, mentioned four times <laughs> over the course of the. That's, nice. That's good to see. That's good to see. I'm glad they uh, they've not moved away from their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, incorporating the words "the city" into as many lines of dialogue. I honestly as feel like it's maybe like a crutch where, like, if whoever the writer is doesn't know what the next line should be, it's just like just put the city in there, just just yeah. get it over with. Well, it if, seems to work every time. Every time, these guys are obsessed with this city. I think it, we, the ending of Daredevil might be like the Truman Show, where like they get to the end of Hell's Kitchen, you realize that that's the end of their universe, and they can't actually <laughs> like. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. Like that is it's it. just a wall. Yeah, it's a painted wall. Uh, Electra um, looks cool, I thought. I like Electra a lot. Um, Punisher looks Elodie cool. Young. We went over that. Elodie Young. Yeah, I like the fact that they're Punisher. not revealing the big bad at this point. I think that's smart because you already got so many new characters being introduced. I mean, the Punisher alone mm-hmm. is enough of a draw. Um, and that honestly, I mean, we, we've heard this season being described as Daredevil versus Punisher, so that might actually drive most of this season. So you don't really need a big bad character don't got a problem with that though i mean yeah. that's i'm all in if but that's, once if that's the case once they combine forces which is what's expected you would think there's going to be there's going to be some kind of common enemy for them which we don't know who that's going to be yet how crazy would it be if they go the other way though that like they don't join forces like that like like maybe at some point daredevil thinks he's gotten through to punisher and punisher's just like nah that would actually be <laughs> really great because i think that's yeah that's one of the things that i'm that I think could be a potential weakness for this season is that it seems a bit predictable um, in that maybe maybe the fight scenes between them fall a little flat because you just... I don't know. I think most people expect that by the end of it they're going to be together, so maybe it's a little anticlimactic. Climactic, but mm-hmm. it would be kind of cool if they swerve us that way. Uh, it, it definitely, that kind of thing really hasn't been done yet, so this would be a good opportunity for them to try something in that vein in terms of their storytelling and narrative. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for me, looking at these two trailers, is that John Barenthal and Elodie Young um, really look like they nailed the parts. And they look like they fit perfectly, uh, right, into the they, universe and they already. Fit, yeah. yeah, they fit like gloves. I mean, they're, it's, it's... Hand and glove? It, hand and glove. Hands and gloves, yep. Uh, I'm, really, I'm really pleased and excited about those two characters in particular. And obviously, they're like the two main new characters for the show but it, it's really i don't know it's just it's kind of a joy to see how well they cast those roles and like you said how just seamlessly it fits into the universe so it's a smart move because as, as much as i like the first season of daredevil i think with that kind of character there's always a risk that it can it can get a little stale because daredevil isn't the most you know out there personality he's kind of subdued yeah. so to introduce new characters and from what we see of Electra, she looks like she could bring like a, a new element to the show that it hasn't had. Uh, and I don't just mean sex scenes, but that's part of it. Um, mm. uh, yeah, dude. Overall, super psyched. You know, you know how much of a mark I am for this show. So yeah. uh, it looks great. I mean, I, I liked Jessica Jones. I mean, didn't it get like a ton of powies from you last year? It got so, all the powies, and I mean, all the powies. At this yeah. point, the only only thing I could give a powie is Deadpool. Deadpool is the front runner for everything, but. Um, but I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if by the end of the year, we're one movie in. Of course, that I know that's that was the joke. That was the <laughs> oh, joke. <dude. laughs> oh, okay. Uh, um, oh, I would not I be surprised if by the end of the year, though. I'm I'm debating between Daredevil and Deadpool for my Powie. Maybe we got a lot. There's a lot coming this year. I know, so. including Civil Except, War, which we got a little bit yep. of info on Spidey, by the way. But we can talk about that later. Yeah, BVS. 
Shall we do BVS? Do you want to jump into the beats? Yeah, yeah. Let's go into the the BVS. Uh, so, you know, as we're ramping up to Daredevil, that's going to be released a week before BVS or Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice comes out. Um, and in fact, I actually got an email this morning uh, because I I don't know if you recall, but I I went to this like trailer screening, which is a really weird thing to do. But I went to the IMAX, and they showed the first trailer for BVS. And they ended up showing it twice, and Zack Snyder had made, like, a little video to introduce it. It was, like, 15 minutes long. I ended up waiting in line for, like, over an hour for a 15-minute <laughs> clip. Man. But, you know, it that was is... fun. I was there with I was there with How friends. How do you even and, explain you know, that to the... someone? That is just I know, so but... embarrassing. Okay, dude. You realize so where we are right now. We're literally doing a... Po- <laughs> okay. So... But the cool thing was, at the end of it, when we all got to leave, they were like, by the way, everyone here, give us your email. You're going to get an advanced screening ticket to the movie. I got that this morning. So I'm actually going to get to see it like a week early. Oh, I didn't know about that. For free. For free. Holy so, shit. So that's pretty cool. In IMAX. I mean, that's that was worth my time. I'm really glad I went. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Look, look who's laughing now, right? Yep. It's, uh, it's the Joker. Mm. Uh, but... Uh, BVS, yeah. So as we're ramping up to BVS, they did this really cool thing after the Oscars, where on the Jimmy Kimmel show. By the way, we've talked about this before, but Jimmy Kimmel, for whatever reason, has positioned himself as the like movie trailer comic book guy. It doesn't matter if it's DC or Marvel; like everything goes through Jimmy Kimmel yeah. for some reason. He also Just seems to be a comic book fan. I wonder if that has anything to do with it, but yeah. Yeah, so he he has uh, uh, you know what's his name Ben Affleck uh, on the show, and then they revealed that actually Kimmel had a cameo in the movie, and it was this big thing. It's all over the internet. We'll definitely link it up on YouTube. We'd play it, but it's like nine minutes long, so it's a little too long to play on there. But uh, it's really funny. Uh, I don't want to ruin too much of that, but it's what I want to say about it is how they incorporated the Jimmy Kimmel spot into promoting the show was really good. And like you and I have talked about how they need to figure out ways to, sh- to, to be a little bit more lighthearted, at least with the marketing of this film. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's so goddamn serious. I think they did a great job um, without spoiling too much. what do you think of that? The, uh, the deleted scene, the Jimmy Kimmel bit. Kimmel. It was yeah. it was funny. I mean, it's yeah. I think you're right in that they needed to lighten the mood, but obviously it's not. It's I don't even know what category you put it in because it's the the clip or the the sketch is also kind of making fun of how super serious the movie is. So it's yeah. not like the movie is magically gonna somehow have this different mood to it. Yeah, I, I don't think it has any bearing on the actual film. I'm just talking about like the marketing of the film. And, and I think it's kind of a good way to go since we're only a couple of weeks out anyway. I mean, it's it definitely is good to see them having fun with it. Um, but ultimately, I don't think that's gonna do much to change the actual movie going experience. Now, I don't know if the movie's gonna be good or not, but, right. the, but at this point, all they're trying to do is get people excited. And stuff like this, I think, does get people excited um but you, in a weird you, way because it's like you're not really <clears throat> seeing anything that's going to necessarily pay off in the movie but maybe just seeing these guys and having them on tv and seeing them promoting the movie gets you more excited to see them or just see their chemistry on, on screen 
<clears throat> I think that, and I think there's a lot to that. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot to that ideology. Do you think that the people over at Warner Brothers kind of saw what Dare, uh, Deadpool did, and they wanted to do something? Because I wouldn't say this is in the same vein as the Deadpool marketing stuff, but it's a little more in that wheelhouse compared to what they've done so far. Yeah. No, definitely. I think that's a direct response to, to Daredevil's marketing. Deadpool. I'm sorry. Yeah, I keep getting them mixed it's up. It's hard. Start I with keep D's. getting them mixed up. Ah. Yeah. Um, getting all the D over there. Are you? <laughs> By the way, we didn't... I mean, I, the last episode that we did was all about Deadpool. We didn't really talk about the BBS trailer, did we? The most recent one? The which one? The, the one with... the one where Batman like blocks Superman's punch and he's like, "What the?" Oh fuck? yeah, yeah. We really didn't talk about that. Because that, I mean, that. that to me, that if, if I'm just speaking from my own personal level, if I'm like, what, what got me to be interested in this movie? It would be that trailer. Yeah, me too. More so than this Jimmy fact, Kimmel clip, which was fun, but it just felt yeah. like it was it was making fun of the whole superhero genre and and how super serious the movie is. So. It, it was a good bit of fun, but it's not necessarily going to be reflected in any way in the movie. Whereas the trailer, I felt like, okay, that 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 was cool because like now you see, you know, Batman versus Superman has been like an eternal, just conversation between nerds, right? Who would win? I never understood it. To me, it was like pretty pretty clear. I mean, it's but there's like a thousand. Here's my thing: no matter what kind of nerd you are, there are arguably thousands of ways for Superman to beat Batman. But let's just say that. Oh, you know, so you many things have up. to go right for Batman to beat Superman. Yeah, yeah, you there are like maybe five ways for Batman to win. Yeah. But that's five versus several thousands, if not millions, of ways that yeah, Superman yeah. Like, can win. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like you could you could make an argument or create a scenario where anybody could kill any other person, right? Um, no matter how much stronger the one is over the other. But if we're just talking about a cage match, I mean, let's it's not even fucking close, right? Uh, but I mean, that's what yeah. made the trailer cool because you're like, well, what the fuck? Superman is oh with the with the punch. Yeah, oh, that's that. That was the best thing they could have done. That was the best Easily. thing they could have done because then you're like, huh? How the hell did that happen? I really want to go see that to figure out what the why how that even happened. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sort I mean, this this movie is also the kind of movie that doesn't. And I think we've maybe talked about it. Is that sometimes less is more, which is weird that they kind of gave away so much of this movie because... Uh, yeah, that one trailer with the Doomsday... Uh, yeah. Like, if you, if you take that out, if that trailer had never been released, I think I would have given the overall marketing effort a much, like, higher score, theoretically. Yeah, you know? yeah I love the that, stuff that was with, like, like a the... giant misstep. Yeah, there. I love the stuff with... Was it Malaysia Air? I can't remember the airline, but... Um... Oh, Turkish, Turkish Airlines. Airlines. Yeah, uh, I love that stuff, um, and I love their most good. recent trailer. It's like they've they've gotten stronger as they've gotten to the end of, to the to the finish line here, which is ultimately what you want, probably. But I mean, yeah, but it's just weird that they're giving away so much because this is the kind of movie that sells itself. Like you, you're selling yeah. it just on the name. Like you don't need to. You, give you us literally could have just put a black card up on the screen and and just put the Superman symbol. And the Batman symbol and like verses in the middle. I mean, this is and that was it. That's yeah. all you had to do. As far as star power goes, this is this is the biggest comic book movie right ever. Yeah. No comic movie has really had even the Avengers with all those characters. No, I mean, no one's as popular as Superman or Batman. Yeah, I mean, arguably, Batman and Superman are def you know definitively the two icons of comic books you know as in terms of superheroes so yeah. when you have both of them in one film and in theory going to fight each other i mean it is literally the battle of the titans right 
Um, so it's hard to fuck it up. Like you, you're so, you're gonna make money and you're gonna do well, right? By the way, I just this is I don't I know you don't like to talk numbers a whole lot, but I did kind of look into it and it, it looks like a different firms do like the tracking numbers for how a movie's gonna do based on pre-sales and whatnot. And the range right now is looking like 140 to 190 million opening weekend, which would be great. I mean, that's you know, there's only been I think three films in the history of film that have opened to 200 or more, and that's Jurassic World, Star Wars, and I think Furious Seven. <laughs> yeah, like so, these are all really recent films. I feel like if it doesn't crack 200, people shouldn't panic. I think it's going to be fine. Um, but uh, so, I mean, just, just to kind of keep that in mind, yeah, I don't know why, you know, there, we got all those news reports before about Warner Brothers kind of panicking and saying like they might have to re, you know, they might have to juggle up all the films they have coming up on their comic schedule or whatever. But, you know, I, I think we're going to be OK. Um, like he said, I think we're gaining momentum with this film as it comes out. And I'm really excited to talk about like a legit DC superhero film for this podcast. Like I've been waiting to do this forever and it, i know the and, fans have been too and i fucked so. it up by talking about daredevil first so i'm sorry man oh no 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 way no, no. i mean I'm... i have to apologize but you know we're gonna do a whole bvs show by the way Let's another see. thing we haven't really talked about in the show is the runtime was announced this movie is going to be about two mm-hmm. and a half hours long right how, how do you feel it's about a beast. that i mean that's it's a beast uh i think I think if you have a film where you have to kind of establish this version of batman it makes sense uh, I think a lot of the film is going to be devoted to that. We've already got that standalone Superman film, so right. not so much for him. But you you are literally establishing Ben Affleck Batman here, and that's going to take time. And to do it right, it would take time. So, you know, and then in addition to that, you've got Wonder Woman. You've got Doomsday. You've got Batman and Superman fighting, hopefully at least twice. So, uh, you know, like... It, it makes sense that the film's that long. I'm sure that the people, the heads at Warner Brothers would have liked to have gotten the film a little tighter because with a movie that long, you can't screen it as often, right? You can't show it as many times in a day, and that affects all of their stupid yeah. numbers that they're so concerned about. Yeah, I was already looking up show times for Thursday night, and there was, because of the, the runtime, there just weren't that many options. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, it definitely does. So, but but that being said, I, I think that's the right way to do it. I mean, fuck you know, fuck the 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 heads you know wanting the money. I get it, but like, you want to tell the story right. It's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a long time. And two and a half hours sounds about right for a film of this scope. Uh, you know, something else I wanted to touch on that uh, that I think it's so funny how Deadpool. We're already seeing all the effects that Deadpool, which by the way is just crushing it this year already. Um, all the effects that Deadpool is having on other comic book franchises. Oh, I know. So a word came out that supposedly there is going to be an R-rated cut of the film for the Blu-ray release of BVS. What do you think about that? I mean, does that mean... Do you think that was a direct response? Like, did they actually have stuff that they cut that was R-rated? Like, why would they even film that in the first place? It almost seems like if they did that, they must have had this thought in their mind at least right or had some kind of plan yeah here's what i think i think that the the shooting script right the filming script that they had when it comes to the 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 fighting scenes between batman and superman and especially the ones with doomsday 
I think they wanted to push the envelope in terms of its um, sort of violence and then, you know, maybe go too far and then back off, you know, to get it to a PG-13. So it's really, you think it's just the violence that's going to make it an R-rated? I think so. I think so. You don't think it's possible that, like, in the R-rated cut, like, Are after you... Superman's punch gets blocked, he just goes, the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. That would be, I mean, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but no, but no, I mean, I no language. You don't think it's going to be language? Nah, maybe Batman, like, I'll whip your dick off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or Lex Luthor could definitely, um, yeah, could definitely cuss, right? I mean, just what the shit? Yeah, like, easily. Um, no, but I think, I think it's going to be firmly in the violence category, and that's fine. A lot of there's already been some backlash where people are like, look, if you're putting Superman in an R rated film. What are you doing? You're obviously doing something wrong. A lot of, you know, a lot of people. And I feel like you and I have talked about this. I feel Batman lends as a character lends himself to an R-rated movie like no other. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see. I hope that someday there was a Ben Affleck directed Batman rated R Batman film and that will be amazing. It's funny like after we had uh, that conversation on our last podcast, I I feel like I've seen a bunch of articles pop up about how Daredevil, you know, I, that I guess people worried that studios were going to interpret Daredevil success. Oh, God damn it. See? See? Oh, this is the worst. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We're going to have, this is going to be so much post-production work on this. It's going to be like, I'm really looking forward to Deadpool. Oh, I got it mixed up again. Um, uh, Anyway, no, Deadpool. I think, you know, people are worried that studios are going to interpret Deadpool's success as an indication that superhero movies uh, should all be R, or like maybe they might force or like shoehorn some kind of comic book property into an R rating because they just, they see Deadpool success and they think, well, we can do that. But the argument is that it's not necessarily that it's just R rated that's making Deadpool success. It's also that they're, they they did a great job in kind of sticking to the source material. They interpreted the character. They interpreted the character and they, they brought that character to life. So really what I think comic book fans are saying is, you know, do the character justice. Try to create the character. It doesn't mean you have to like completely live by all the rules of the comic book, but try to bring medium. the essence of that character alive right. as much as possible. And comic book fans are going to be happy. And some characters just don't lend themselves to an R rating, like Superman. Yeah. Superman probably should never be an R rated anything. But um, you know, it's a Blu-ray release. If they want to do an uncut, you know, director's cut, R rated cut, whatever, that's fine. You know, I'm just glad that they're not, like you said, they're not trying to shoehorn this movie and somehow make it rated R. That would have been a, a big misstep by DC and Warner Brothers. I'm glad they didn't go that route. Um, at the same time, hey, man, if they do an R rated and it's got extra cool fight scenes yeah. of this fight that everyone's always wanted to see forever, then hey, cool. Like, <laughs> all the more happy to buy that Blu-ray, you know? Um do you have any final thoughts on BVS? I mean, we're obviously going to talk about it probably in, before it releases. Uh, but, no, you know, except based that on what we've got so far. I don't know what this is going to mean for Justice League or DC movies coming up. But did you see this weird thing that Zack Snyder wants to make a George Washington movie? Oh yeah, the Three Hundred. Like why the George Washington historical film, but like in the style of Three Hundred. It's going to be a mess. That I. Uh, uh, that's going to be so bad. It's going to be awful. Gonna, like I wonder if this is the be, end of his career. Like if BVS doesn't it's do well, be, is this guy done? Is this career suicide? It's, 
it's gonna be worse than vamp uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> it's it's I don't know why. What? Yeah, I don't know, man. I do not know. I saw that too, and uh, I mean, is he going full, uh, full, uh, you know, uh, full uh, what Bruckheimer? Oh, like, uh, uh, no, what's his or face? Not Bruckheimer. No, what's his Bay? Uh, Bay? Michael Bay? Yeah, is he going full Bay? Is he going full Bay on us? I think so, dude. I think like, we're gonna start calling it Snydergasms. Oh, uh, that God. sounds really gross, actually. It really does. It's very but no, uh, no final thoughts except that uh, I like. I think BVS's marketing has picked up lately, and I'll give them good marks because good job, guys. I don't want to just be shitting on DC all the time. They've, no, they've. I, I think they've heard the critiques, and they're they're coming back strong. So we'll see if they still have time to salvage the movie. But um, but yeah, I give them high marks for what they've been doing on the marketing they, for for the last couple of weeks. You, and you're right. They responded quickly. They kind of responded quickly to all that backlash that came off of that one trailer. And um, it's good to see them do that. It means they're taking it seriously. They know that this is going to make or break like every other plan they have moving forward. It, it so. must be so scary for them. Like they're setting up yeah. Justice League, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. I mean, it, it's yeah, a lot Got of it. Flash, rides on them, so. Cyborg. Yeah, like maybe Green Lantern. It's just crazy because it's the total opposite of what Marvel did. You know, because at this point, if Marvel and they even they haven't even had this happen, but if Marvel has a misstep with one of their singular character films, so what? Yeah, they've got Civil War and Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War coming. Like they've got so much other stuff. It doesn't matter if something fails on its own. It really doesn't. Uh, DC, they've got everything writing on this, but I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Now let's let's switch over to a studio with just as much of a checkered past as Warner Brothers when it comes to superheroes. And we have, of course, lavished all of this great praise on Deadpool. Well-deserved. And, I mean, Fox really knocked it out of the park. I have a feeling it was kind of more Ryan Reynolds' hands that made helped make this movie so great, not so much Fox's, but whatever. It's under their studio uh, banner, so I'll give Fox the credit. But they, they have had some missteps as well. And now we're hearing, and we've talked about this before as well. And I remember, uh, you know, we don't have a soundboard. Otherwise, I would pull up that audio clip right now. But when they had said that Gambit was going to come out October of this year and the shooting wasn't supposed to start till uh, March and April, I was like, nope, that's too close. They're not going to make that. Yeah. So now we're finding out that Gambit has moved off the slate entirely it is not going to be released in 2016 they haven't even given it a date in 2017 at this point they just it's off the slate i am not surprised by this news but how do you feel i'm not surprised by it either and i think uh, i mean this is another we were talking about the the things that i guess the effects of deadpool success and this this sounds like one of them right because i think you did it right you said i know i know daredevil Uh, i'm so proud of you this is one of them, right? Because I think one of the reasons that they moved it was so that they could make Deadpool 2, which yeah. I think is kind of moving up in their rotation. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not really super excited about a Gambit movie. I mean, yeah. that character I don't think is super strong. Like, I think he could even just be, you know, one of the X-Men. I don't know if you're going to, if you would have Channing Tatum in that, in that kind of a role, because he's a, a pretty big star to just have as a, as a, as a bit guy. But yeah. um, I also, but I also do kind of think like him, him and Deadpool could be an interesting combination. Definitely, I think at this point you could probably pair anyone with Deadpool and it would be interesting. But, um, but I don't know, man. Gambit on his own, 
I, I do like Channing Tatum, but I'm just not all that excited about that movie. I, I think you're right, and I wouldn't use the word excited either. I would say I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious as to what that film would be and what the story would be and how they would pull it off. Do you? I mean, but you I have do, comic book friends. Do you know anyone who's yeah. a Gambit fan? I do. I have I have two friends. They're both female, and they're huge Gambit fans. Actually, interesting. What do they um, What do they like about Gambit? Do you have any idea? They just. I think they grew up on the '90s X Men cartoon, and the Gambit in that cartoon is just a really kind of fun and dynamic character. He's got that accent, you know, and I think it just it's sort of that nostalgia yeah. in a sense. Okay. Um, but here's the other thing, and I, I just these are rumblings, all right? I would even call them rumors. Okay, but I, I've seen kind of speckled throughout the internet. I don't know if that's the right word, but Spe- whatever. Speckling? It's you know smattering. Sm- smattering, know. yeah, that's good. Okay, the the one of the reasons they moved Gambit off of their current timetable is that because of the again because of the Deadpool success of Deadpool, uh, they might want to pu- push that into a rated R film. And we were just talking about how not all characters require a rated R rating i'm not sure that gambit does either and if they try to push him into an r rating that might not work with that character what would what would you want would you want a pg-13 or a rated r gambit film? i guess i mean from my perspective i i would probably go r but that's just because i'm not i'm not i don't know i never grew up as a big gambit fan so it's not like yeah. i'm like oh i don't know if this character would work as an r but from what i do know and from the comics that i have read of his um, I think it could work as an R. He could skew dark. I mean, he's kind he's of not like Spider-Man or dude, Superman, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can have you bit. can have him kind of you know visiting you, the CD strip clubs of New Orleans uh, on Bourbon Street. Are you uh, are you just advocating for more uh, sex scenes? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, Jane Tatum is. I mean, come on. Dude, it's magic, Mike. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. If you can get, oh god, I was okay. I'm gonna say it anyway. Do it. I could have stopped myself. Just want to. If you can get like as naked of a Channing Tatum as you can Oof. on the screen, you do it, right? I mean, <laughs> no, no, you're totally right, though. I mean, that that from a studio perspective, I think that that is probably right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Gambit's gonna be naked for most of it. I don't even know what he's gonna look like because, like, what he's Not just most of the film. <laughs> Is that going to be a porn? I wasn't saying that. It was just like a scene or two. Like. But also, like, I don't even know how he's going to look. He's, he's just like, he wears a trench coat. He throws playing cards. Like, I don't, yeah, I just don't think it's going to translate well to a movie. Yeah. I think the, we were just talking about how Deadpool was really great at show, like making that character what he was in the comics. I think if you made Gambit the way he is in the comics into a movie, it would be like fucking ridiculous. It would be insane. It would, yeah. Like you can't. It, would, it has to be pretty different, I think, from the comics. And at that point, it's like, then what are we really getting? So, yeah, that everything you've said is making me even more curious about like what is actually going to happen with this film. And honestly, I'm going to say it right now. This is my thing. I'm stand my stance on it. I would not be surprised if Gambit never gets made. <laughs> I almost kind of wish they made film. Gambit in the way they made Twenty One Jump Street. Where it's like that would be amazing. They're, yeah, they're like doing a comic book comedy. movie, but they're also making fun of the comic book movies, um, mm-hmm. and like just turn it into a comedy. And Channing Tatum would be great at that. Like, uh, yeah, he's he would be the actor to do that with. Because like, if you really made Gambit from the comics into a movie, 
Like nobody would take him seriously because he looks insane, and like <laughs> and he, and he just throws insane. cards around. Like yeah. I don't know. It just to me, it feels like if you even tried to make that, since like like an actual sincere attempt to make that into a movie, it would just play like a comedy anyway. They kind of did that with uh, Wolverine Origins because Gambit's in there, right? You know, in that shitty Fox movie, uh, right. and he didn't go over well. It didn't land well. Um, they had anticipated making a Gambit film after that film, yeah. But because that film was such a shit show, that uh, you know everything was dropped at that point. Well, anyway, so I think it's safe to say we're we're a little eh, meh, and curious about this Gambit thing. I'm fine with it moving off the slate because I didn't think there was any way in hell they were going to make it in time, anyway. So now, what that else, what else that has done though, is that Fox also announced that they have two slots next uh next year and i th- think maybe the year after they might both be next year i apologize if i'm incorrect about that but regardless there are two unnamed projects coming out of fox that are marvel movie related so what i just wanted to get your opinion on is what do you think those projects are and are they both deadpool i think well i think one is deadpool yeah. right cuz we don't have a we don't have a date for deadpool 2 at this point Mm-mm. so no, not officially. that would be kind of a quick turnaround but they did make the first one pretty quickly um, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're, I'm assuming they'll have a much bigger budget for the second one. Um, but yeah, I would assume one of them is Deadpool. The other one, I have no fucking clue. Jubilee. <laughs> Jubilee standalone. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with like a, like maybe an X Force type movie. Oh, that would be cool. And w- See, and that's honestly like, and here's you know, Gambit is as far as I know has not really ever been a part of the X Force. But maybe that's where you put Gambit in. Put him into more of an ensemble cast film. I think you. I agree. I think that's where he would work. But at that point, do you do you still cast Channing Tatum? Still get Channing Tatum. Yeah, Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But maybe you don't. Then maybe you lower the budget and you don't go Channing Tatum. Maybe you go someone else. I mean, I granted, if you have Channing Tatum on the table, you want to you want to use Channing Tatum. But maybe that's not what this movie calls for. Maybe that's not what this character calls for. So we'll, we'll see. Um. So moving on back to the DC side of things, and now we're going publishing. Uh, Jim Lee, who's this really world-renowned comic artist, if you read comics in the 90s, you definitely saw his art, um, did an amazing job with X-Men back in the 90s, and then in the earlier 2000s, he did a sweet run on Batman and Superman. Uh, and he's a big guy. He's a kind of the head, one of the head honchos over there at DC now. He tweeted out a, uh, a picture recently talking about the rebirth thing that we've mentioned before on the show, the DC rebirth. And everyone's wondering what that is. Is that another reboot of their whole franchise? Are we going to start over with all the comics again? And he posted a picture that said rebirth, not a reboot. And then Jeff Johns, who's the chief executive office, creative officer over at DC, not much longer after that tweeted a similar picture that said rebirth, not a reboot and never and never was. <laughs> so apparently DC is feeling kind of the feedback from fans going, God damn it, DC, are you doing another reboot? Are you scrapping all the titles and starting over again for like the millionth time? And now they're saying no. Now, let me ask you this, Ig. A, do you believe them? <laughs> this is Jim Lee and Jeff Johns. And two, if it's not a reboot, what do you think it is? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I believe them. I don't see why they would lie about it. Um, unless they're just like, 
it's like some kind of weird semantics thing where it's like, no, it's a reimagining or something. Oh, God. <laughs> I think you just said what it is. I think, yeah. I think, I think you might be right there. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, the other option would be that it's essentially like one of those kind of crossover events where it's just, it's called rebirth and it's just something that impacts all the titles, but doesn't necessarily reboot any of the characters or start them over, but right. it just kind of just like a big event, like the Civil War kind yeah. of was for Marvel. Which or, I yeah. could maybe that's what it is, but I don't know. I don't know why you would call that rebirth. I'm not sure what that could potentially mean. Maybe a new maybe universe. all the superheroes have super babies. Oh, nice! Then they're birthing it up. They start. They so they're like they're like Teen Titans, they're boning and birthing. Yep. Yeah, I don't know, baby man. What titans. do you have any do you have any theories on this one? I have no idea, honestly. I'm perplexed by it. I think it's a weird move that they had to announce that it's not a reboot. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird to me. All I got to say is, all right, DC, here's yet again a really great opportunity to one-up Marvel. Don't F this up the way Marvel did with their all-new, all-different Marvel thing. Oh, fucking Secret Wars. Jesus Christ. Just, Just do better than that. Do better than that. Shouldn't be hard. Here's your chance to, to one-up Marvel. I want you to do it. I don't want you to be worse than Secret Wars and, and all-new, all-different Marvel. Now, granted, I have read some of the all-new, all-different Marvel titles, and they're great. But I just mean, like, the way they handled that whole thing. It was a mess. It was the most oh, unsmooth transition I've disaster. ever seen, maybe in a comic book. Yeah, and it kind of shows you how much... I guess comic books just aren't as unfortunately aren't just aren't as relevant anymore because like i feel like that would have been a much bigger deal in a, in a different day in a different era definitely um, 20 years ago yeah 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 it's been huge so i just hope that whatever this rebirth thing is just be better than the whole secret wars on you all different marvel transition we're fine um you know we're we're uh, we've been going pretty quick through this pod and i almost feel like you know i don't know about you i kind of need to stretch my legs out oh, that sounds a little, great actually yeah a little i could tired. take a little break where do you think i mean where do you think we could go to do that kind of thing um you know i don't know i'm I'm also, I'm also thinking like maybe i could go for like maybe some coffee some pie what do you think yeah sounds well i got a place just, in mind dude hit the spot yeah casting corner Oh, yeah. Casting Corner. Here we are yet again in Casting Corner. It's a short little stop, but we're going to make the most of it. Uh, really, the kind of big news is that a, a gentleman by the name of Finn Jones has been cast as Iron Fist. Now, Finn Jones, for those that don't know, is uh, I believe he's a British actor, so that's not uncommon, as we've talked about <laughs> previously. Uh, but he's, uh, he's on Game of Thrones. You know, he's kind of a, you know, like a, a stage actor. And and I'm all for it. I mean, he's a good actor. I like I like him on, on Game of Thrones. Um, pretty much looks the part of Iron Fist, of Danny Rand. Uh, but here's my question. So we've got, you know, Ritter and Jessica Jones. We've got uh, Cox is, is uh, Murdoch. Yeah. you got Bernthal's yeah. Punisher. These are uh, these are kind of more gritty, kind of I don't know, and almost in a well, maybe not Kristen Ritter so much, but they're kind of grittier actors in a way. Like I, what I'm, what I guess what I'm asking is, if you take a stage actor, an English actor, uh, do you feel that that 
kind of person can transition into an urban character like Iron Fist is most likely going to be, well, like a street level character like that. Well, let's not forget Charlie Cox is from England. That's true. Uh, I don't know what his background is. I would imagine he did start off in in theater. Uh, I think he was a. I think he was a Green Street hooligan. <laughs> oh man, that was awful. My whips. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean, dude, I. I don't know what it is with the British actors, but they're just, they just, I don't know if they're better trained maybe they, or they, they, they just maybe just take it more seriously. Maybe they take it more seriously as a profession than like American actors. Do. I think they're not on Twitter as much. Yeah. Honestly, I think they're not on Twitter and Instagram as much. They devote more time to their craft, but it's, that's probably yeah. what it is. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, maybe it's a preference thing, but like, I just feel like when you get British English actors, they always seem to do well. Right. I mean, I don't know many like terrible English actors. Maybe Michael Caine? Ah. <laughs> I won't do it. I won't do it, Master I won't Bruce. Bury. I won't bury another Batman. <laughs> that was really good, dude. I already, I already done bury 10 Batman. <laughs> I won't bury another one. Um, so I, that that aspect doesn't really bother me. I think, I mean, we'll see. I, I, didn't, I haven't seen the guy on Game of Thrones, so I don't know. The bigger issue is how do you get people interested in Iron Fist? I mean, he's not exactly like the most interesting of marvel characters doesn't have a huge following um i guess you can make the same i got argument. four i got four i got four words for you yeah you want to try to attract an audience for iron fist all the sex scenes <laughs> oh, i'm not even gonna touch that because okay. i think i know where, where you're going with that but yeah okay you know what though i mean if you're if you're if you want to put iron fist in a series that's got the hand in it <laughs> Hand and fist. Hand and fist. So, here's my one question about Iron Fist. And I'm, I'm again, I've loved what Netflix has done so far, and I'm pretty sure that Daredevil season two is going to be amazing. Uh, and this is, of course, all ramping up to a potential The Defenders crossover with all of those characters. But here's the thing about Iron Fist: um, with Daredevil and with Jessica Jones and with with uh, Luke Cage, they all have powers, but they're all kind of subdued in a way. You know Especially what I mean? Like, they're all very, kind of like a former they're very superhero. Hu- they're, they're all humanistic. There's not any, like, they're not shooting beams or anything weird. Yeah, like right. Iron Fist, the character, has like a glowing fist of doom. <laughs> so, like, I kind of wonder how they're going to, what are they going to do with that? Like, are they going to, are they going to try to power down that a little bit? Are they not going to have his fist glowing? That's I'm really, really curious, point. again, just kind of like with Gambit, I'm very curious as to exactly how Iron Fist is going to turn out. But, hey, the fact that they've cast this guy, they've got a, a lead actor now, that means all, you know, all, uh, all, what the hell am I trying to say? <laughs> all all engines ahead. That is not right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all systems are go. Yeah. I think is what I all engines for. ahead. That's All good. Just, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I'm not even sure what you were going for there, but uh, no. That you know what you bring up a really good point because like so far, all the characters in the Daredevil show have kind of they're, they're just good at fighting essentially. But like to have a guy who's got somewhat kind of supernatural powers, I'm not sure how that's going to work. But then again, and the hand the- is also kind of coming into this, and they have kind yeah. of some supernatural powers, or maybe. What's his face does stone? Is that what his name was? Stick, stick and stone. Yeah, that's who it was taking the fucking hood off, dude. It was stone. Oh, is it stone? It's gotta be okay. right because he was Calling mentioned. It? 
You calling your shot? Yeah. I'm calling it. I'm still going with Fox. He's still going with Foggy. Fox. Foxy. Foxy. Uh, all right, man. Well, yeah, dude, I don't know. I, 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 You bring up a really good point, though. I'm not sure how he's going to fit. But I think what they do is just don't do the glowing Hand of Doom thing. Maybe just make him have a really strong fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all God. Right. Uh, and on that note. Yeah. Uh, on that note. Yeah. Wait, is that it? Are we not done? Is that the end of the yeah. show? I mean, I mean, yeah. Is there any? I mean, I think we've covered everything for um, this week. Did you read the news about Spider Man? Um, oh, yeah. Okay. We, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I did, and maybe we can touch on that for just a second. But we actually did get a listener request for our reactions on the Captain America Civil War little photo releases that were given, which I hope you've gotten to see. And if not, take a minute to go ahead and do that. And Are those the ones from it. Entertainment Weekly? Yeah, they they show, but more, most more than anything they've showed what Crossbones is going to look like. Okay, and I've seen what Crossbones looks like. He's kind of armored up a little bit, yeah, almost like a little mini Iron Man in a way. Yeah. And uh, so the question that was posed to us via Facebook was, you know, what are our thoughts on that? And I feel like. I don't think I would have gone in that direction, given him like armor, like that kind of armor. Like it's like almost like a like he's in a mech suit in a way. <laughs> I I would have I would have definitely slimmed him down and just maybe given him a like an effed up version of uh, the super serum. Yeah. That they gave to Captain America. Like maybe they tried to recreate it, and they give it to him, but it like messes him up. That's where I would have gone. I would have kept him looking more like just a regular person, not like a tiny evil Iron Man. That's that's me. I don't, I don't see the Iron Man resemblance. To me, he looks pretty pretty damn similar to the comics. I mean, the guy in the comics is like fucking just has all kinds of ammunition and guns. Yeah. I, it's just the body armor, though. I don't know, man. The body armor seemed off to me. But that makes more sense, right? Like, why would a superhero have, like, bare arms? Or no, you're. Them. It does. You're right. You're right. I just think it looks weird. I think just aesthetically, it looks weird for me. But so there, there you go. Um, yeah. So like, you, know, you wanna you wanna touch on Spidey now? Do we can. Touch, Do you wanna touch on? Spidey? Okay. Yeah. What? So you want? Do you wanna touch him? Uh, no, um, now I'm actually blanking on what the news was. <laughs> it was essentially that he's gonna be. I think it was something like he was gonna have a pretty big role in the movie, and that. And I guess. That was the surprise, is that people thought he might just kind of be in the background, but he's actually going to be playing a pretty big role in moving right. the plot forward. So the things that I read regarding Spidey were that uh, a couple of things. One, they kind of put to bed finally that he's not just like a tiny cameo, like a Stan Lee cameo yeah. or like a little Wolverine cameo. It's it's significant. And that he's going to come into the film it sounds like they didn't say this specifically, but it sounds like in the second act somewhere after kind of the first major inciting incident between, you know, the infractions of the two sides of, of the heroes or whatever. And that whatever he does in the film does push the movie along. Yeah. So, I mean, those are all great things to hear for me. I'm a huge Spider-Man Mark. We've been over this a million times. Um, you know, the first episode of this podcast was all about Spidey coming back to the MCU and uh, to hear that he plays a pivotal role in terms of functionality of character within the narrative 
I'm all for it. That's that's the kind of stuff I like to hear. I want to see him web Iron Man's face <laughs> shut. I got to be honest, and the more I think about this movie and kind of where Marvel's going in the future, I am starting to kind of get used to the idea that Iron Man's going to die in this movie. Yeah, you think so? And that's not a spoiler. I did not read that anywhere. I I just it it feels like if you're talking about how many characters were going to be in Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Wars? 68. 68? Yeah, like, can you really afford to pay Robert Downey Jr. the amount of money that he makes for just one of those roles? Um, and I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like this might be, this could potentially be the end of the road for, for Iron Man or for Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Doesn't mean he won't come back as a character, but I feel like, I feel like he might die in this. And, you know, I'm going to yeah. be super sad, but... If I get to see Vision in a suit, that'll instantly make me feel better. <laughs> it's true. I'm so jazzed. Hashtag Vision suit. By the way, is I mean, is that pretty much confirmed that he's gonna be wearing a suit at a at a funeral? No. No. But I think I think we just put two and two together, and we once we heard the, I the hope two it's funeral. Like, yeah. Because I don't I don't see I don't I don't see Vision wearing a black suit. I don't think that's gonna work that great. I think like Vision would look like fucking fly in like a, a gray suit or like a silver suit. Mm, yeah. No? You don't think so? Yeah. No, yeah. Because, like, what about... any other color is, like, ugh. I don't know. If you went, like, green, it would just be too much. It would it would kind of match with his face and everything, but... Yeah. I think I think gray. I think gray or silver. Black is a little boring. Gray suit. You know what could, suit, be, what could be nice? White shirt. White. A white yeah. suit could be pretty amazing. Yeah. Any other color, and it's just, like, it's fucking... White suit show. with a black shirt, white tie? White... Suit with a black shirt? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. That's a little weird. I think I would go all white. Slow to Scarface? Yeah. White and white? Oh, you know what? I could totally see that. Though. I would do with all vision, white. Because he's supposed to be like an enlightened character, yeah. right? So I would do, or, yeah. or gray. I think like a nice silver, metallic silver, that would be my first choice with a yeah. white shirt. I wonder, I wonder if they could pull that off, though. They could totally pull it off. They could put anything on him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, you have the sun reflecting off of it and stuff. It might oh, be distracting. No, oh, for the actual filming? No, no, no. It would, it would look, no, it, no, dude, it would the... look amazing. Okay. I think. No, I think you're overthinking this. This week on Fashion Superheroes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let us know what suit you guys would like to see Vision in. I'm, I'm, I am putting Bathing my money. Suit, I am putting all suit? my tokens on metallic silver. I don't think you're wrong. I like the white suit idea, actually. Though. I kind of like that. Last thing we'll mention, um, we should do a, a comic cove pretty soon because the next issue of Iron Man is going to involve <sighs> Spider-Man. And I think I'm, 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 I'm going to predict this is the, the beginning, the seed of the uh, <laughs> of a potential love triangle with Mary Jane. Okay. Yeah. You ready for that? Next time when Ig hosts CBC by himself. <laughs> <laughs> no. nah. uh, yeah, we'll definitely touch up on that in the uh, Comic Cove. Comic Cove! Oh, that's pretty good. It's like, and, it's like you're uh, falling in. That's nice. Yep, exactly. Falling into just wonderfulness. The wonderful creativity of comic books. All right, man. Well, uh, until next time, loyal listeners, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. I won't do it. I won't bury another Batman. 
Stay super, everyone. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>